Hello everyone, welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host Paula Taylor and this is episode 119. As always, if you are enjoying the show, there's a few different ways you can support me. You can rate the podcast wherever you're listening to the podcast. You can comment and leave likes on my Facebook Live video. And then you can support me financially by going to paulataylorenergy.com to the podcast page and donating to me directly, or you can donate through Anchor, the host of my podcast. And then a final way that you can support the show and also kind of receive something in return is to sign up for my brand new Patreon page. There's a link here in the video and the link will also be in the podcast show notes. So for $5 a month, you can join this space. We're going to talk about holding space tonight. You can join this space of safety and heart-centered communication. You'll receive some perks like exclusive content, communication and community, and then um, possibly discounts and maybe early access to classes. I'm still kind of building that space, so I'd love to have you join me there on Patreon. So tonight we're going to talk about the power of holding space. And I was thinking about how I wanted to start this and how, how I wanted to kind of structure the flow of the show tonight. I'm going to talk about what I mean by holding space, but the episode is about the power of holding space. Let me talk about this power first. Let me talk about this experience that I had this weekend. And I've had many experiences like this before. I did an episode about the power of intentional sound, and we're going to talk about some of the similarities of of this. But we've also talked a lot about holding space. We've never done a full episode on it, so we're going to talk more about that in detail. But let me tell you my my story of my experience. Um, So this weekend, I went to a a two-and-a-half-day continuing education course. It was a craniosacral level one course from a biodynamic perspective with Heidi Wilson at Fluid Healing here in Tucson. It was the first in-person continuing education class I've been to since COVID. So that alone was pretty special. It, it, I had forgotten what it was like to actually interact with people. And I, and I also had forgotten that when you're in a continuing education class for massage therapy and body work, a lot of the class is trading. Because you're learning a hands-on technique, you've got to learn how to do that. You've got to practice that with supervision. So I received, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I think I received six sessions over the course of the weekend. I actually got one extra session because I got to be the demo person and work with the teacher for one of our, we were learning different hand positions for craniosacral therapy. And I don't, I don't want to go into too much detail because I could be here all day. Uh, It was a really transformational experience for me. And I do want to tell you a little bit of detail, partly because it's just kind of a cool story and a really cool experience. And and I might, maybe something I say will will kind of help you in some way, the, the story that I have to tell, especially if you, like me, have a history of miscarriage. So the first night I received a session actually from the TA of the course, who's kind of gone all the way through certification. And in that session, I had this big, beautiful heart opening. One of the things I found most interesting about this is that this is a very static practice. Like we were just holding, we were holding at the ankles and then we were holding at the head. And over the course of this 20 minute 
session, I just had this huge, beautiful heart opening, a high heart opening. I could feel my throat opening. And it was just really beautiful. And I was like, wow, that was really amazing. <laughs> and then it got more amazing throughout the weekend, which is pretty interesting. So the very first experience of this was pretty, it was just very powerful. It felt very powerful. So the next day we were learning the next set, which was a sacral hold. And I ended up being the demo person and the teacher worked on me. And, um, I, it's going to be hard to put some of this stuff into words, so bear with me. But I, again, it feels important to kind of share some of these details just to, for the example of how powerful this was. But also, I think that some of this information might be helpful in, in someone else's healing. So I, it's vulnerable for me to share this. But as you know, vulnerability is courage, and it's also an antidote for shame. And there's so much shame about miscarriage still that exists. So I'm going to, I'm going to share this story the best I can and I may get emotional. I'm like, whoo, I haven't even started. Okay. So I went into this session with the teacher and she was holding out my sacrum the whole time, never moved for about 20 minutes. It felt like 20 hours. And she had asked me to, uh, to share as I felt comfortable kind of what was happening. So the beginning of the session, we were talking about the, the surgery I had had. And, I, you know, I was talking about kind of how all of the problems I've had in terms of my endometriosis. And I'd had surgery and I'd had part of my bowel removed. And, and I kind of thought I could feel some like shifting down in my pelvis. And I thought, oh, this is kind of where this is going to be going. But it's not at all what happened, which, um, you know, is how body work goes sometimes and how the body, the body is wise and knows what it needs. And we'll talk a little more about that later. So as I was lying there, I, I started to feel this like discomfort in my chest. It was kind of like a, a shaking feeling like the anxiety we just talked about last week. I started to feel this kind of energy sort of shaking and moving and it was uncomfortable. And, and I, so I said, you know, I'm feeling some discomfort in my chest. And there was a moment where I realized I was headed into this big release. And I thought to myself, do I want to go here? Is this something I want to do? There were 19 people in a circle watching this. And, and then I was like, yep, I'm going to do it. I always say yes. It, you know, it takes bravery to be that vulnerable, but the more you practice it, the easier it comes. And, and at least four different people came up to me after this and mentioned different things that happened in this session that, that they were really moved by. Whew. So I had this shaking in my chest and I started crying and all of a sudden I realized I, I was like having a vision and I needed to kind of share because the people in this room had just met me. Nobody knew anything about my history. So briefly, I just said, um, I've had 12 miscarriages just so they kind of knew, had a little bit of context of what was going on. So my, my babies came to me in this vision and, and it was so interesting. They looked like little like almost like little bumblebees. They had these little wings, but it was very clear that they were my babies. And they started telling me that it was time to release my guilt and my shame and, and the pain around these miscarriages, the grief around these miscarriages. And what happened in this session was that 
it, all of that stuff started releasing from my physical body. It was an emotional release, but it was also a physical release. So I was crying, but at, at one point, whew, I, w- I was actually crying so hard that like my whole body came up off the table. Like I could feel it from where she was holding out my sacrum, like all the way up through my head. It was like a full body release. And then they were telling me how grateful they were for the time, the brief time they were able to spend with me. And they were telling me how I had not done anything wrong and um, how much they loved me. And then they asked me to sing for them. And so I did. That's kind of how the session ended. <laughs> it started out a little bit like, oh, and then sort of ended with me singing my heart song, which if you watch the show, you've heard that probably often. That's the first layer of dimensional frequency expansion is this heart song. And it, it's, it's, it's a very heart healing experience. So that's what I sang for my babies. So that, that was my second session. So then I went into the third session and it, and it was kind of right after that one. And it was another sacrum hold because I, I ended up receiving it twice. And, and that was just a really lovely kind of further coming back into my body and because when I was physically shaking at the end of this session it was such a powerful release and (laughs) to do it in front of so many people it was such a beautiful class everyone there was just in this beautiful space of non-judgment and love And, and I could hear people kind of crying around me but I could feel how supportive they were how loving they were and and it just was a really beautiful experience. It sounds kind of scary, but it was a really beautiful experience. So the next session was kind of just, who come, come back to your body, Paula. Like, you know, just kind of soothing some of that sympathetic response, that kind of fight, flight, or freeze that had come up from this huge release. So then later that day, I received one more session. We were doing some different points around the head by that point. And in that session, Ooh, this one's going to be really hard. My babies came back to me. And this is the, I really want to share this because if you have lost a child, this story is for you because this, this happened to me, but I think hearing this could be really healing for people. So my babies came back to me and they said, we're going to take you to, they called it the children's garden. And it was this place, um, I go very often to this place that I, I call the Hall of Learning. Um, some people call it the Akashic Records. And there's a healing space there at where I meet my guides, the DFE beings or the Seraphim or white beings of light. You could call them whatever you want, angels. Um, and, and so it was in this kind of space, which some people, maybe some people might call it heaven or a celestial realm. It was a spiritual realm. And they took me into this children's garden and they told me that um, no one is allowed in there because it's such a sacred space. But they were going to make an exception for me just to, I guess, help me kind of release some of this pain. They were going to let me in the in this space for a brief time. And essentially it was like a living memorial for ooh, anyone who's ever lost a child. So this, it was, it was like a space of just green grass and there were children everywhere, just like running and playing and in complete joy. 
I don't know who that I've ever experienced so much love and joy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying a lot because I talk about that a lot. I've, I'm, you know, I've had some pretty expansive experiences, spiritual experiences. And so I, I was just in this space for a little while. And at one point, the children, they just surrounded me. And again, there was just so much love and so much joy. It was, if you've ever lost a child, that is where they are in this space of love and joy and beauty, and you will see them again. That is the message that I wanted to share. And so after a little while, they told me that my time was up and they brought me back to my healing space and my guides were there and they said, um, you know, you can never go back in there, but we're gonna make you a window so you can see that space whenever you want. And, and then they told me, and now we're going to expand your energy because something new is coming in. And I was a little bit like, oh, do I get to rest like before this happens? And it was like, nope, like that was your gift. That was your the release and this this amazing experience in this garden. And now it's time to move on and, and expand and bring more things in. So that was the second day. So the third day there were there were two more sessions and um, the first one was just very lovely again like kind of a nice heart opener had a lot of shoulder release and, and kind of release from my hands but the final session we were doing some jaw and face work um, and again this when I'm I mean this is like someone's just lightly resting their hands barely on your body in various positions and and it was like two to four positions per session so in the very last session I was feeling really good. She was working, you know, she had her hands kind of on my jaw and I was feeling some relief, uh, which is awesome because I've had to TMJD for years and nothing's really helps it. I just thought I would be living with it. And I can tell if I get more of this work done, I think it will, it will go a long way to helping that, that physical issue. But as she came to my face, to my maxilla, my zygote maxilla area, which is basically the cheekbones, I started to feel it felt like there was this like heavy concrete weight on my head and all of a sudden someone just pulled it off and all of a sudden it was like I felt like I grew three inches and I could feel my spine like decompressing and I thought oh my gosh has my spine been this compressed for my entire life it was like it was the strangest physical sensation and then it felt like someone was kind of pulling on my my head and pulling on my feet and it was just this beautiful release this feeling of traction like I was just being stretched and stretched and stretched and 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 this weight just kept lifting out of my head and then all of a sudden I heard a voice say you you no longer have to carry this burden you can let this go uh, this burden is being lifted from you I think maybe was the exact words and then that was the end of the class. I was right at the end. And, and um, the whole experience was just completely life-changing. And, and all of that revolved around holding space. So that's what I want to talk about. If that story, I hope that story brings somebody some sense of relief. And if you have lost a child, if you've lost a pregnancy, it's not your fault. 
there's nothing you did wrong and your child is safe and protected and in a complete state of joy. So let's talk about holding space. And this is a phrase that I use fairly often on the show. I've actually written some blog posts about it. And so let's talk just briefly about holding space kind of in in terms of this this session I was in because I also I received sessions, I was also giving sessions, and I also had some amazing experiences as somebody in a position of giving where there they were having big releases and big transformations and physical releases and and it was a completely different experience for me than I usually have when I'm giving hands-on work for a couple of different reasons and and again all of this revolves around holding space so we're going to talk about some different ideas about what this really means and how to do it because it doesn't do you any good if you know what it is if if I can't give you any suggestions on how you can find this this place of holding space. So in this kind of scenario of somebody giving and somebody receiving, in fact, both people are holding space because you might think, oh, and and you might think, oh, who's this, who's this person who worked on you? I want to know, I want to know them. And I had four different people work on me. One of them was the teacher. One of them was a TA who had gone through the training. One of them was a massage therapist who uh, was new to energy work and and talked kind of a bit about how she didn't know what to expect. And she was used to kind of mostly doing a lot of active massage. And then one of them was not a professional body worker. It was someone who had received cranial sacral who had decided to take the course because they wanted to learn more about it. And that's one of the most amazing things about this whole concept there were 18 people in the class, and we were from all different professions, massage therapy, there were some somatic body workers or somatic um, therapy therapists, physical therapists, like it, it was a pretty well, it was not all massage therapists is what I'm getting at. And there was a huge range of experience. There were people who were just newly out of school. There were people who had been doing it for 30 years. There were people who had never done energy work before. There were people who had been doing energy work for 20 years. So there was a huge mix of people in this class. And every single person giving and receiving had at least one of these fairly transcendental experiences, I would say. And so what, what's the common de- denominator there, right? Because it's not, it's not the person who's giving. It's not even, it's not the person who's receiving. It's something about that idea of holding space and being in relationships. So let's talk a little bit about that. So, so as a giver, what does holding space look like? Cause I learned a lot in this class about that. And I would have told you I was, pretty expert in that. Honestly, it's something I've known about for all I've talked about for a while. And of course, one of the big things is intention. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about how to set space. So as a giver, if you're holding space for someone else, that's what I mean, if you're giving, and this could be in any situation, this could be in a personal situation, this could be in a professional situation. In this example, it just happens to be that we were giving each other body work in this class. So as a giver who's holding space, I think the number one thing is creating safety. And how do you do that? We've talked a little bit about that before. And I think, of course, setting the intention 
this is a safe space is important. But I think one of the huge things that maybe sometimes we miss is this idea of non-judgment. Completely having, having, letting go of any judgment about what's happening to the person that you're holding space for. And that can be hard because judgment, that sounds like a harsh word, you know, I'm judging you like in a bad way, but, but that's also, you know, having too much empathy is actually kind of a form of judgment, I think. And that is one of the things I learned in this class was for those of us who identify as sensitive or who might call ourselves empaths or empathic, when you are feeling what's going on in someone else's body, when you're taking it on as your own, that's essentially what empathy is, right? I can feel your pain in my system. You're not truly allowing that other person to have their own experience. And, and the way I explain this as I kind of had this epiphany in class, I said, you know, I have, a, I, I realized in this class that I still, as much as I, you know, am a professional and I'm grounded and, and have worked to kind of be in my space, I tend to get pulled into what my client is doing because I care for my client. I want them to have a good experience. I want them to have a release. And, and just that act alone, the way I, I it kind of came to me visually was like, it's the, it's like I'm, you know, you're laying on the table and then all of a sudden my face is right on top of you. And I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Everything doing, everything doing well there. How can you release if I don't give you space to release? I am, I am in your space taking up space. And, and so that leaves you less space to release if I am in your space. So one of the things we learned, and we're going to practice some of these techniques, was this idea of coming back to your midline. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because the, I have different words for that that you have heard before. But this idea of coming back into your space, kind of connecting into that line of energy that we do every single week on the show, right? That line that comes down through the top of the head and, and down into the feet. And, and continuously, that was one of the things we were instructed, to continually check in to our own midline. And the idea behind that is so simple, but it's very profound. If you are taking care of yourself as a giver, again, maybe you're a mom, this is not, this applies to many situations, not just the example I'm giving. If you are taking care of yourself, if you are taking care of your own space, that allows the other person the space to release. That allows the other person to fully tap into the wisdom of their body. It allows them probably to feel safer because you're not in their space. And one of the other ways to do that, so I'm talking about energetically kind of coming back to a space. We'll talk about that later. But one of the things, the epiphanies I had as a giver in this, and again, not just as a body worker, as a giver in general in my life, I realized that I've been overly attached to the outcome. And we've talked about that before, this idea of releasing the attachment to the outcome. When you say things like, for the highest good, the intention there is like, I release the attachment to the outcome. But what I realized when, I, when we were starting to, to practice in this way and to be so well instructed about how to do this, about how to achieve this, was that I've been overly invested in everything. 
And, and the other thing I realized is that that is an ego state. And we talk about that a lot. You know, you can't get rid of the ego, but, but what's the first step to stepping out of the ego is awareness. And, and for some reason, I think we, and I know I'm not alone in this, so I'm going to say we, I think we have sort of collectively decided that caring too much is is good, right? I, you know, oh, it just shows how much I care. And in fact, that is the thing that is stifling. You know, anybody who's ever been sort of smothered by someone caring too much might identify with that as a receiver. And we're going to talk about receiving as well. So as a giver, you know, you might think and just decide, oh, I really, you know, I, I care about my clients. I want them to do well. And during this session, you know, I had trained myself, I thought, to, to be fairly in my space and letting them have their space. But what I realized in this class was that there was a piece of that missing for me. There was a piece of that ego still involved where I was attached to the outcome. And, and I came out of this class and like... This I came home, well, and I was like, I just had that crown chakra opening, as the TA put it. I hadn't thought of it that way, but this big, huge kind of stretching out of my head. And and I came home, and I said to my husband, I don't know who I am, and I don't know what I'm doing. And, and you know, and he was a little bit like, oh, okay. And then and then I slept, and, and things integrated a little bit. But I realized what I meant by that was, all of a sudden, I saw all of these places in my life where I have, I have been overly invested. I have been hanging on to things. And I asked the teacher, Heidi Wilson, at one point, you know, how did you create the space for this class? Because it was such a beautiful space. What did you do? Because, you know, I want to be able to do that in my classes. And, and she said, well, you know, I just set an intention and I was like, okay, I, I got that part of it. And she, you know, I set the intention that the people who are meant to be here will be here. And then she said, and then I let it go. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's the part that I'm missing. The letting it go, the fully letting it go, that this idea that I am in my own space and, and I can set an intention but then I've got to just come back. I've got to come back to my space. I've got to come back to the, what we might say, you know, the things I can control. And, and so all of a sudden I started seeing this, you know, in my business and in my personal life, it was like pretty mind blowing, especially again, since I would have told you prior to this, that I, I had gotten pretty good at being detached from the outcome. This kind of opened up a whole, a whole different way to do it. And again, we're going to talk a little more about that. So let's just talk briefly about as a receiver, because as a receiver, you're also holding space. This is like a relationship that we're talking about. And again, this is not just receiving in a bodywork session. This is in any part of your life. So in order to fully receive, because I, I, there, I got a couple of comments after that big release I had in the demo, like, you know, oh my gosh, you, you just modeled receiving in such a beautiful way. And part of receiving, part of holding the space of receiving is being open, is being willing to be vulnerable. And that's a place where a lot of us really struggle because we have been hurt so many times. So, so you can see in the relationship, if the giver is holding this space of safety, then the receiver of course will feel safe, but, but you could be holding the safest space and a receiver might not 
receive it that way. And so as a receiver, you still have a responsibility to do that inner work, to find the safety within yourself, to learn how to bring your body out of that sympathetic response, you know, to allow these releases to happen. Because I could have stopped that release. I mean, there was a conscious moment where I could have said, I'm not going to do this here. And I chose to say yes, I, I chose to do it. And I've done that so many times that for me now, I know how to receive, I've learned how to receive, and that's been a really long lesson for me as well. So even as a receiver, you play a role in holding that space, holding space of vulnerability, holding space of being willing to be seen, which is also very vulnerable, you know, being watched by that many people. Afterwards, I was a little bit like, oh, what? I was worried about them. I was like, oh, maybe that was too much for them. And that's that's another thing I realized, you know, it's not about them. It's about me. And later on, it was like, well, we're all clearly here for a reason. So everybody who is here and watch this, you know, on some level needed to get something out of that, just like I needed to have the release. So part of being a good receiver, I think, is also recognizing that you are not responsible for other people's reactions to you. And as a people pleaser or a codependent or a woman or all three, that's really hard. It's hard. And especially as someone who's sensitive, you know, if you are kind of feeling other people's reactions, it's really hard not to take that on, not to take responsibility for that. But part of this idea of holding space is that you, you know, you're not responsible for someone else's reaction to you. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, that's another part of that kind of letting go. So let's talk about the kind of the key elements for holding space and a little bit about how to do them. And then we're going to do a meditation where we kind of practice some of these things. So just in general, holding space, what does that mean? Energetically, that means... I am in my space and you are in your space. And even if we are co-creating a space, we both recognize that we're responsible for our own space. That's part of it. But we're also responsible for the space around us. One of the things that Heidi did so beautifully throughout these sessions was she would guide us to check in, you know, check in with the person in front of you, come back to your midline, check in with the room, come back to your midline, check in all the way out to the horizon, which we've done in here, you know, expanding through our aura, I call that, come back to your midline. So you're aware of your surroundings, you're aware of the energy in, in your surroundings, but you're continually coming back to your own center. And that is essentially how we hold space is by continually coming back to ourselves, recognizing what's going on around us, but coming back to ourselves. And so even in this workshop where, where you're working on someone else, one of the amazing things that they talked about and some of the people in there were ex more experienced craniosacral practitioners was this idea that they're in a session and they can tell the person, you know, kind of has something that needs to be released or the body's kind of telling them, you know, this needs to happen. They, if they check back in with their midline, if they come back to their, to themselves and check in with themselves, almost always the person will have the release. So again, if you're in the person's space and you're putting pressure on them, it's hard for them to release. If you step back and it's, it's, 
it's a really hard thing to do, especially in your personal life, in your everyday life, this idea of letting go. That's, it's, you know, it's, it's coming back to yourself. It's letting go of the attachment to the outcome. It, it's being responsible for your own space and, and recognizing that you absolutely play a role in the space around you and the role in the space of other people, but not taking that on as your responsibility. So how do we do this? How do we create space? And you can create space with all sorts of different intentions. I mean, there are people who create space, maybe not intentionally, but they create yucky space. Like, you know, that's not what we're talking about. Obviously, we want to create safe space. That's the number one thing. That's the number one intention I always set. This is a safe space. And part of that is that non-judgment. After I had that big release, I said to my partner, I didn't think anybody was going to want to partner with me because that was such a big release and I figured they'd be afraid to work with me because it was, you know, maybe it was uncomfortable. And she said to me, I, I didn't feel that way at all. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so we had our second session and I went home and I ate some lunch and I thought about it and I came back and I said to her, you know what? I realized that was a projection. I was not actually feeling anything but love and support and non-judgment from all those people in that room what was getting triggered in me was this idea that I was taking up too much space, that I was letting myself be seen too much, that, that I was letting myself get too big energetically. And so that was an, that was an important lesson as well, that, you know, this judgment came up and, and what we tend to do is, is project it, right? So the judgment was really about, oh, I'm too much. And then I started thinking that's what other people were thinking of me, but it was really coming from me. So when judgments do arise, we do our best to recognize they're coming from us. They're coming from within our own space. So setting intention is very important in creating space. I create a space of safety. You can say it out loud. I create a safe a space for the highest good. I create a space of love. I mean, you can use any kind of intention that you want. That's a big part of it. But I think the biggest part is this idea of continually coming back to your own body. We've talked a lot. It's interesting how the episodes we've done kind of leading up to this, I think, have led up to this. So we've talked in the last month or so a lot about the body, right? The ego is in the mind space and that, that can trick us. The body is a truth teller. So when we come back to the body, we're really sitting in that space of truth. And, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, right? That's a lot of what this work was about is that we're bringing a lot of awareness. We're bringing awareness to ourselves as we're giving. We're bringing you know, the, the receiver is bringing awareness to themselves. And, and the most amazing part about this, and, and one of the reasons that I keep saying this, and, and it's changed the way I practice body work as well, is that gentle work is the most profound. And I believe that the reason why is because when I get out of the way and just hold that really safe, supportive feeling space, and maybe, you know, do a little light encouragement. That's kind of what this work was. Like, you know, as the person's energy expands, you kind of give it space and you, you let it feel safe and, and supported. But essentially what you're doing is just letting that person's own awareness flourish. And then the body knows what to do. And some of the amazing things, there were some amazing stories the teachers, teacher told 
and you know there are people I've had a shoulder injury for years and it doesn't hurt at all or my knee has hurt for years and it doesn't hurt at all or even me with my jaw you know it that was the first thing I've had done in a really long time that felt like it could make a, a difference long term for that and again it's not I don't, I mean, the technique is amazing and I'm excited to share it. And if you want to try some one-on-one -on -one work, it's, it's going to be something I'm incorporating and probably taking more classes on, but it's not the work itself. It's this idea of kind of radically holding that space and not interfering and, and staying in your own kind of lane, so to speak, staying in your own body and just saying, I invite you to release. It's not, I know better than you and I'm going to work here and I'm going to work there. That's what I tell my massage clients. You know, you might, people come in and they say, I want deep tissue. But, but a lot of times the body's already armored. The body's already in fight or flight. It doesn't feel safe. So if I dig an elbow into that body, it's just going to armor up anymore, or, you know, even more. If I say, oh body, I love you. You know, I send this energy. I hold this space for you. I, you know, I won't hurt you. I'll just be here to support you as you release. The amount of release is incredible. And, and I've discovered this through things like BioTouch, which is a really gentle procedure. I've known it for years with Reiki. I've always had better muscular release on tight knots with Reiki than I have with physical massage. And this is why it's this idea that with energy work, this is all just energy work. We just talked what, about what is energy work. Holding space is energy work, and everybody can do that. Holding space for your children, letting them be themselves, staying in your space, supporting them, loving them, but not getting overly involved in their lives. Like How difficult is that, but how beautiful could that be? holding space for our family, for our friends, you know, in the works, in the workplace. I mean, it really is, it's a revolutionary form of energy work. And I think I've been headed there for a long time. And this was kind of the final like piece of the puzzle that fell into place for me. So we're going to set intention. That's how we're going to hold space. We're going to remind ourselves that our space is our space. We're going to keep coming back to our space, checking in with our own bodies, but checking in with the room, checking in beyond the room. So being aware of the surroundings. And the interesting thing about this is we've talked about this before. I said this was going to be a short episode and it's another long one. Um, but I've said this before, you know, what we, we, what we put out reflects back to us. So if we are in this space of calm, calm awareness, safe in our bodies, settled, not attached to what's going on, but just kind of in our space, enjoying the fluid waves that our body, our energy fields have, that, that motion, that movement, that, that sort of sense of just being in your own ocean almost, that starts to get reflected back. So when we do check out into the room, oh my gosh, it's really calm out there. That's interesting. We check out further. Oh my gosh, it's really calm out there. And, and that's, I think that is the thing that, you know, Heidi, as our teacher demonstrated so well was this idea that you, you know, 
I looked at her a few times and, you know, things would get a little bit chaotic. And, and I, you know, as somebody who also teaches, I'd be like, oh, you know, how is she going to handle this? Is she going to ask us to calm down? Is she going to shut down this conversation? And, and she would always, she'd just be sitting there just kind of watching with a smile on her face, you know, kind of letting things, letting things happen, being in the flow. That's a lot of what this is about. And we talk about that a lot too, being in the flow, but staying within your own space. <sighs> All right. So for this meditation, we're going to just experiment around with that a little bit. This idea of checking in with your midline, of coming back to yourself. These are things that we do a lot of times, you know, that I, again, I kind of use different words and I'll, I'll continue using the words you're probably familiar with if you've been watching this, but, but we're just, we're going to continually come back. And for me, physically, I find that midline, that the midline that she's talking about, again, is this kind of line of energy that runs down through the head, all the way through the spine, through the body, and into the earth. It also comes back up. But where I find it in my body to check in with that is to check into that heart center, to kind of come into the heart space, to kind of bring my awareness into the chest, the physical chest, and then just feel out for that movement of energy. And, and you may not feel that, and that's fine. So we'll do some visualizations like we always do. And then from that space, we're going to just explore, you know, what does it feel like outside my body, but now I'm coming back? What does it feel like further out, but now I'm coming back? And um, yeah, I think that's, well, that's all I'm going to say about that. So let's meditate together. So for this meditation, you might want to lie down. This is a good one to do lying down. And if you're in a space that's safe, at the end of this, if you want to drift off to sleep, I've been doing some of these practices as I'm falling asleep. And last night I got an hour and 46 minutes of deep sleep, which is a huge record for me. Sometimes I get like 15 minutes. So this is a great meditation if you're pre sleepy time and you want to just drift off at the end. Whatever position you choose to be in, just start to notice your body. Maybe do a little bit of gentle movement. Notice where you're carrying any tension and just let go of judgment here. We're setting the intention to create a safe space in this meditation. And we're creating a space of non-judgment. We're also stating that intention. So that means it's really hard to do that with yourself a lot of times. When the judgments come up, oh, why does my neck hurt? My neck always hurts. That's a judgment. We're going to do our best to just let that go and just notice, just keep coming back to the midline. And what you might find is that some of that discomfort or pain actually releases as we release the judgment of it and and release your judgment about releasing judgment because if this is a new practice it can feel challenging because we don't sometimes realize how much we are in that judgment space all the time so we're setting an intention of safety we're setting an intention of non-judgment and we're setting an intention here of just being curious just playing with this a little bit, seeing how this practice feels. So let's start as we always do, bringing a little bit of safety to the body, 
by breathing in through the nose, sighing it out with that audible ha sound, that beautiful oxytocin breath. We're gonna practice three of those. So letting the breath float in. And let's do that two more times. And once more. And you can continue, you can do a few more of those if you're still feeling a little bit frazzled or anxious from the day or the week or the year. You could do as many of those oxytocin breaths as you like, but start to notice your body feeling a little bit heavier, a little more relaxed. We're signaling to that vagus nerve to switch into that ease response, that relaxation mode. As you're ready, you can place your hands over your heart if it's comfortable. You don't have to, but this might help this kind of locate this this heart center, this energetic heart center that we're working with today. Bring your awareness into that heart space, into that space inside your chest. And if you can, you might bring your awareness all the way to the spine here, to the back of the heart space. That's kind of where that line of energy we're looking for travels up and down and and when I after I practiced this for a while I realized when I went to check in with this line of energy it almost felt like my whole body was being pulled backwards like I was being pulled back into this beautiful flow this beautiful flow that we're meant to be aware of but we kind of lose that connection with so as you're in the heart space now you might start to notice that you have a little bit of a sense of movement up and down the spine here. And again, if you don't feel this, that's completely fine. Let go of judgment. You might just visualize here maybe a beautiful light kind of slowly traveling up and down your spine. You could see it as a water, a flow of water. just kind of going up and down the spine check in here where we always do at that crown chakra the top of the head you might set the intention to open that invite that divine flow to come in that beautiful love and light coming down through the head through the spine down the feet into the earth you can invite that beautiful rich dark supportive earth energy to come up through the feet up through the spine out through the head so there's this beautiful circuit of flow here and we're going to come back to this over and over again. And again, if you're not feeling this, that's completely fine. Just use the visualization. You can picture a track and even something like a car going up and down the track, whatever works for you visually here. And if it's comfortable, you, you can either leave your hands at your heart if that's helping, or you can just relax them down. And just notice, you might start to find your body 
twitching or moving a little bit. That's a little bit of energetic release happening just from tapping in to this natural flow state, to coming fully into your own space with this intention of love. And then as you're ready, I want you to just bring your awareness out into the room a little bit. Notice what the energy in the room feels like. Notice what's going on around you. Again, if judgments come up, just release them. If you think, oh, it feels anxious or it feels chaotic or maybe it feels calm, just notice. We're just curious here. You're like an explorer. You're like an alien explorer. You're just kind of looking out into the room metaphorically not necessarily physically you're just letting your awareness roam you can use your eyes as well and you might even notice your body start to move a little bit there's these beautiful waves of energy that are just kind of moving in the room and of course we're a part of that so you might notice that feeling and if not that's completely fine but then bring your awareness back into that heart center into that midline into that flow of energy down the spine into the earth and then from this space notice that you might still be aware of the room around you you might still be able to sense it but from this space we've we've let go of our investment into that space we're just fully back into our own space but we can still sense you might Get a sense energetically of where the walls are, if you're sitting in a room. So not sending your energy out into that room, just staying in your body, but noticing that you can still be aware of what's happening around you and be in your space fully and be in this beautiful flow of energy. And then as you're ready, Send your awareness, send your energy out further beyond the room, out to the horizon is the way we're going to phrase that tonight. Just being aware of all the way out to the edge of the town or the city that you're in. If you're out in the country, maybe the horizon is just the edge of some land. Maybe you're sitting near water and you're aware of that. And, and do this with all 360 degrees around your body. Just noticing how far out does this energy go. And again, noticing there's this beautiful flow of energy. It's almost like, it's like a gentle tide, like a gentle flow of waves. And again, if you don't feel that, that's completely fine. We're just playing around with this idea a little bit. And then bring your awareness back in again to the heart, to the midline. You can bring your hands to the heart again if that helps. And check back in with yourself. And then notice once you've found that set point within yourself that you can send your awareness out to the horizon but still be checked in, still be in your body, still be in this state of flow. You can be aware of what's going on all the way out to the horizon without actually sending your energy there. You're, you're sitting in your own energetic field here in this beautiful midline space. And now we're going to do something a little bit maybe more challenging. We're going to practice this kind of 
emotional idea of coming back to ourselves. So think of a situation in your life right now where you're, where you're maybe having some difficulty, emotionally difficulty in a situation or with a person, something that you've, that's been bothering you, that's been on your mind. And in fact, it could even be something that's really good, but something that, something that you've had a hard time letting go of that that's keeps coming into your mind. You keep thinking about it. Maybe you feel like you're ruminating on it a little bit. Maybe you feel like it's bothering you more than you'd like. And, and kind of picture this situation or this person kind of out in your space somewhere. Maybe they're in the room with you right now. And just notice, just pay attention all of a sudden, how much of your energy is kind of invested in this space. How much of your energy, your personal energy is flowing out into this situation or into this person, into this relationship or space. And just like we did in the last couple of exercises, just bring that energy back into yourself, bring it back to the midline. And it might take, might take a couple of tries here. You might visualize you know, that, that you're drawing back something like taffy into your system or this water, this beautiful wave of water, but just kind of draw it back from this situation you've got in mind or this relationship, this issue, this person. And come all the way back to your center now, to your midline, to that flow of energy. And then from this space, this may take a couple of tries you may have to practice this a few times but from the space then look at this situation again this person this relationship whatever it is and notice how calling your energy back we've done that before that's essentially what we just did you called your energy back from that situation back to your center to your midline notice how that feels notice if you feel any change and again let go of any judgment if if you don't but just notice and as you practice this as this becomes more real to you what you might find is even if this is someone or something or a situation that you love dearly drawing your energy back into your body is the appropriate thing to do Staying in that space, holding that space within yourself actually allows this situation more space to release, to relax. If it's a difficult situation, if it's a loving situation, you're giving this person more room to grow and, and be who they're meant to be. By drawing your energy back, you are gifting them the empowerment of releasing, of expanding. And that might feel really difficult. It might feel really foreign. It might feel really uncomfortable, but I encourage you to come back to this and just see as you practice this, how this energy can really shift and, and see how the situation responds to that energy, to that idea of letting go and coming back to your center, coming back to your midline, holding your own space and gifting this other person, situation, relationship with the ability to hold its own space, to hold their space as well. And, and what I have found is that the 
co-space that you share will become so much more vast and expansive as you continue to practice this. So coming back one more time to that beautiful heart center to that midline, just enjoying the flow. And then checking in again with your body as we did at the beginning. Just notice if there's been any shift. Is there any change in the tension or discomfort or pain you felt through this practice? This was a little bit of a just kind of a gentle energy flow practice, flowing within the body, flowing out into the space around us and back, flowing out even further and back. And as we did that, we actually expanded our own space. We expanded our own energetic fields. And then we let go. Then we came back to the body. We came back to that place of wisdom. As long as we're in the physical plane, we need that beautiful, loving, non-judgmental connection with our bodies for health, for vitality, for joy. So just before we come out of this meditation, if you'd like to set any further intentions for creating space in your own life, you can do that now. You can stick with what we started with. I create the intention of safety. I create the intention of love. I create the intention of loving detachment. Whatever comes to you here, and you might state that out loud. And then as you're ready, just take one more nice big deep breath. You can sigh it out with that audible ha sound. Move the body around a little bit. You might find that your body really wants to move. So you might find this is a practice that kind of lulls you to sleep. You might find this is a practice that encourages you to do a little bit of free form movement as you feel into that energetic space. Your body might be releasing. It might want to move a bit. It might feel sleepy. You might feel no different and that's all completely fine. Satnam. The truth of your identity is that you are a beautiful, energetic being who deserves to hold space who deserves to receive with love, who deserves to expand in joy. If you're drifting off to sleep here, you can just let yourself go. Just let yourself sleep. If you're coming back to the rest of your day or evening, move your fingers and toes a little bit. Just Reminding yourself that you're coming back to your conscious mind here. Take another deep breath or two if you'd like, and then you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Have a beautiful rest of your day and week. We will not have a live show next week, but I will see you in two weeks for Wind Down Wednesday.